if you like our show and you'd want and you want to hear some more of our show or similar shows or content that didn't get into the show, go to the Patreon and there'll be some of that over there. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking flubbed it. You bailed on yourself. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields his spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round friends and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello everybody and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello everybody. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hello every Guys. <laughs> <laughs> playing Fat Billy the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Hi, everyone. When last we left our heroes, they had come upon the revelation that Fing's mother, name previously thought to be Ileana, was likely killed during or as a result of uh, a battle between the Rangers and the, the Druids of Hibernia. We were then collected by Savarna, a member of the Greenspeakers Clade, and a uh, deer from the waist down who took you all up to see the council, the Oval Council, leaders of the Clades of Hibernia. We met a whole bunch of wacky characters. Stone Eye, King of the Selkies, Bissara, leader of the Greenspeakers, Grimshay of the Deepstriders, Villari, aka the Willow's daughter of the Sungazers, Aldous of the Empty Sky of the Windwalkers, Hedara Maneater of the Hunters, and Noreen of the Quiet Step. Noreen. Of Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Noreen of Thunder Bay, Ontario. <laughs> I, I got lost. I got off the wrong bus and now I'm just here. <laughs> they won't let me leave. Because they figured out I could turn into animals. <laughs> Which is the thing that's always been true about me. Yep. Uh, Ving was questioned before the council. They explained that the blood oath had to be paid, blood debt rather for transgressions by the Ileana family. There was a whole lot of back and forth. Them saying words like blasphemy, defiling, befoulment, etc. And Tuck decided that this was time for his big play. It was a pretty cool play. <laughs> Which was challenging Stone Eye, King of the Selkies, to single combat. Yeah, I was going for a trial by combat kind of thing. Yeah. Did not work out. They said that that was not how they do things. No. Aldous of the Empty Sky, a young man that can turn into an eagle, thought it was hilarious uh, until Tuck continued goading Stone Eye uh, and then getting into a big old bust up. It was a bench clearer. Like the whole council came down. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole scrap. Everyone got down on the ice and started fighting. <laughs> Scrapping gloves off. Gloves everywhere. Uh, until Billy called upon the fairies for aid, requesting of a humble strawberry spirit <laughs> that, that, that he help him. And the strawberry agreed, uh, as long as Billy accepted a price, helping the strawberry with some task unnamed. Uh, vines sprouted from everywhere, the rocks, the forest, the cliffside, uh, 
tearing the combatants and the council apart so Billy could thunderously proclaim himself <laughs> having returned to the home of his people mm-hmm. and his endless eternal knowledge and self. Stake a claim with a tree planted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Going through the forms that he's taken in the past during the, uh, the summers, oh, yeah. autumns, and winters of his life. And then as a warrior made of ice and stone plunged his fist into the cliffside with the tree of knowledge seed inside, plucking time itself from uh, the very air to speed its growth, leaving a full-grown Arbutus knowledge tree on this cliffside, which was enough, surprisingly enough, to uh, get the council to stop fighting (laughs) and just pay attention for a second. (laughs) God, adults. (laughs) The council, uh, led by Grimshay, asked for some time to deliberate, very respectfully asked Billy (laughs) for some time to deliberate on their decision, headed back down to the town, met Shadow Snout, uh, a raccoon line cook. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Had some fish and then went down to the boats to talk to Perel about the revelation that Ving's mother, whose name now I realize we just don't know at all. Yeah. yeah. She uh, adopted Ilya. She adopted the name Ileana, uh, was a wizard who was sheltered by the Ileana family, helping her survive the exodus while she completed her work of perfectly replicating uh, human life in the form of her son, Ving. We don't even know if that was her work. That could have been a byproduct of what she was trying to do. Yeah, exactly. We also don't know if Ving's dad is his dad or what the relationship there is now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just my mom's boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) We just know that Ving was born of simply his mother uh, and was created whole cloth out Mm -hmm. of the the sands of time. (laughs) Yeah. Much like another figure... From history, Charlie Chaplin, actually, Teddy Ruxpin, yeah, <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin, also, yeah, uh, yeah. We went down to the beach, had a little convo with Perel. He was uh, flabbergasted and excited. I've word that he wouldn't stop saying at the yeah, time. Flabber, my gasps have been flabbered, and said that he would go and try and remember what he could about a wizard that might have been connected to this sort of work. But <laughs> he's such a nerd. He's like, I'm gonna go away and. Really trying to remember that. <laughs> go, oh God, you so hard. <laughs> Come back in a month. Uh, and Billy, who at some point felt like he wasn't welcome in the conversation, <laughs> decided to go kick rocks on the beach. Well, they critique my grammar, which right. I mean, I can't even read or write, so <laughs> I'm doing my best. You can talk though. <laughs> Right, that was the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you were writing back to Farah yeah. to let yeah, her know the deal. Give her an update on all of this, because these were some pretty big revelations. Yeah. yeah. How You're am telling I, me. How am I supposed to know that writing is just talking, but... <laughs> Wait, you have to spell every <laughs> yes, word see, you talk? Yeah, it seems really tiresome. You know it what? Is. That's fair. <laughs> it is very tiresome. Yeah. And during his rock kicking uh, <laughs> introspection, Billy was heard a voice from a tuft of grass and found the strawberry spirit uh, or strawberry fairy mm-hmm. who has come to collect on his deal. And that is where we find our heroes now. Billy's got a strawberry fairy in his hands. I think he's a strawberry with arms and legs. That's all it is. I mean, I, I really could just eat you. Oh, I dare you. <laughs> well, I'm kind of scared of what would happen if I do. So <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Tell me what you want. I dare you. <laughs> I want a flower. Oh, what kind? I want a moon glow orchid from the deepest cave on this island. Are you serious? I am serious. And that is our deal. You know those only bloom like... Tonight. 
I have so much to do. <laughs> you must. And I bring the strawberry up to eye level. I'm like, you, you know how important all this stuff is, right? Mm-hmm. We're watching him just talk to a strawberry. <laughs> I, love that. I still could just eat you. I dare you. I want you to do it. And he grabs like your eyelids and he pulls himself in close to, with your eyelids. He goes, I dare you. Well, I'm not gonna, because that's another stupid trap. That's what I thought. And he tosses your eyelids back, and they go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guess I'm backed up into a corner. <laughs> he crosses his little <laughs> strawberry arms. Well, you're coming with me then, because I have to tell my friends I'm going to go into a cave, and you're not going anywhere. We hear him say that to the strawberry. <laughs> I, guess, uh, I guess we're going in a cave with a uh, strawberry. I know, I'm, I'm packing a flashlight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Remember when we were with the council and I had to ask the fairies for help? Yes. And the vine shot out? Oh, yeah. Well, I had to, I had to make a promise that I would do something for, oh. for the fairy and this. And, but he didn't tell me like what he wanted at the time. Anyway, apparently he wants, he wants one of the, the moon orchids and it's, it's, they only bloom in the deepest cave. A moon orchid? Yeah. You know how hard those are to find? Yeah. So the, it, Billy, are you telling us that you made a deal with a strawberry <laughs> to help us when we were talking to the council and now we have to go get a flower for it? Yeah. There's a flower dead to a strawberry fairy in the deepest cave? This is just how stuff works here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you hear uh, Oleander snort to life? <laughs> go, oh, hey. Hi. You guys going on a side quest? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. He's back asleep. <laughs> Should we tell Perel? Actually, you see Perel sitting cross-legged on a rock facing the water with his eyes closed and he's got his hands on his knees and he's kind of like twisting his torso like he's kind of gyrating his torso Ooh. and he's breathing in this weird way like he's sucking in and he's closing his eyes and he's like rubbing his forehead it looks like he's trying to do something uh. yeah thing do you do stuff like that oh my god no okay <laughs> if you ever see me doing that call for help <laughs> if you ever see me doing that fucking shoot me yeah we should probably leave him alone yeah oh yeah i'm comfortable with that <laughs> yeah he'd probably I, I would be embarrassed if someone saw me doing that yeah <laughs> so. it would be almost as embarrassing as if someone opened the door and you taking a shit consistently <laughs> that's not embarrassing i'm just looking out for you no you're looking at me there's a difference <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh, as you guys are walking away, you look back at Perel, and it looks like he's lit um, that ion candle. Oh. Like he's got it in front of him on oh, the rock. Cool. All right. Terry the Strawberry Fairy. Uh, no, not Terry. Uh, um, Barry. T Ted. Barry the <laughs> Strawberry Fairy. Barry. Yeah. Where's this cave? Wait, you can't talk to me. Hey, kid. <laughs> what does your friend want? He wants to know where the cave is. Oh, uh, well, it's um, it's uh, through the woods, other side of the island, down by the water. Okay. The only thing is this part of the forest is dangerous. No, it's not. What do you mean? Yes, it is. You don't know. You, you don't live here. Well, I don't live here right now, but I used to. Well, this part of the forest is dangerous. He crosses his arms and goes, it's dangerous. With what? Uh, Monsters. You wouldn't know because you don't live here. I do. How do I tell if Barry's lying to me? Uh, 2d6 plus wisdom. Nine. Nine. Ooh, can we aid? Uh, yeah, totally. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, no, you can't. How, how would you be able to aid? Hey, can you, talk, can you threaten him with your muscles? Uh, I can threaten him with the spirit axe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I like, to tuck, it just looks like Billy's talking to an actual strawberry. Yeah. yeah. So he just takes TLC and he, like, takes the spike and he puts it really close to the strawberry. And he's like, if you don't fucking start talking straight. And Tuck doesn't know if... Billy is playing or if this is real, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but he knows enough about Billy that he'll just play along just either to be a good dad or to like smooth over whatever eldritch deal Billy made. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> totally. So he's like, I don't know what you're fucking playing at, but if you don't want to get spiked and then dipped in chocolate, <laughs> then you're going to fucking start talking straight, you little Bitch, you little berry bitch. <laughs> you guys are both just crouched down. I got my spear up in his business. Inches away from this f- strawberry screaming at him. Yeah. Do you know peanut butter? Because you're going to be jam, mister. <laughs> yeah. All right. Somebody roll 2d6 plus bond. Have you ever had fucking ice cream? You would look good between chocolate and vanilla. Neapolitan, my friend, that is an unpopular flavor. <laughs> Get ready to sit on a shelf for six weeks. Today is Monday, but one of us might be having a Sunday. Wow. Well, this is a one. And that's a two. So I got four. God <laughs> damn it. So Tuck fails, mm-hmm. but Billy still gets a seven to nine. Um, and <laughs> Barry, Barry goes, he's just looking at the spike, Ed. Do TLC talk to him at all? Uh, yeah. yeah, he doesn't like TLC. TLC's like, hey, maybe. Billy, you see TLC like w- like strut down the spike of the axe to try and get in, in Barry's down, face. Like, and they're just like, what's up, bro? Fuck off. <laughs> they're, they're dressed like the guys from Greece. <laughs> just leather jackets. <laughs> Hey, bro, you better fuck off. You better stop fucking with our bro. You better tell us what's going on, man. You make us come. Don't make us get off this axe. I don't know what's going to happen to us if we get off this axe. Before. I'm going to make sure that we fucking beat your ass first. Dare me, bro. I dare, dare me. I dare you to dare me. And uh, Barry is just not impressed. He's like, yeah, yeah, fuck off, you nerds. Get out of here. And then TLC get their feelings hurt. <laughs> That's why it doesn't help. I don't even, <laughs> hey, even want to talk to fucking Barry anyways. Lame. <laughs> this is lame. You're, you're a nerd. Then Terry puts his hand on uh, Chad's back and goes, it's okay. <laughs> He's just so, he was so dismissive. <laughs> and they uh, wink from sight as they pop back into their axe. So you were trying to find out if Barry was lying. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, it's really dangerous over there. And you can tell that he definitely thinks it's dangerous, but he's hiding something. Okay, then. Well, I guess I'll keep an eye out. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Let's go. All right. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna undertake a perilous journey. Okay. Into the woods. So remember there is a, um, scout ahead and navigate. I'll navigate the woods. Mm-hmm. So it's 2d6 plus intelligence. It makes sense that Billy would scout ahead. Yeah, yeah. totally. So 2d6 plus wisdom to scout ahead. I got uh, nine. Excellent. Oh, seven. Okay. So on to seven to nine, choose one from the list below. You get the drop on whatever lies ahead. You discern a beneficial aspect of the terrain. Make a capital D discovery. Note a sign of a capital D danger. Uh, the first one. You get the drop on whatever lies ahead. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, Ving, you got a nine? Yeah. 
So I choose one from the list below. Uh, okay, so Billy is scouting ahead. He's got Terry, or he's got Barry, the strawberry fairy, uh, in his fanny pack. Um, and he's like, yeah, you got to go this way. Oh, oh, it's so scary out here. Look out. It's just dark, Barry. Oh, but isn't the dark scary? Not really. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is like, the deal with this guy? <laughs> poning strawberry. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, Barry, I think you're just mad because you picked a strawberry to inhabit when you could have been anything. <laughs> I like being a strawberry. Are you sure? Because you're acting really weird about this forest. Yeah, because it's scary. Do you just want, are you just playing with me? Uh, and then ahead in the forest, you hear. Who's there? And you see Billy. It's kind of dark, but you can like squint through the beams of light and you see what looks like a blackberry vine yeah. is strung across the trail ahead of you. Oh no. Okay. So I tell I turn around like there's a trap and it's just the blackberry vine. We have to just pretend to be surprised by it. Wait, what? <laughs> so the the strawberry told you this or the blackberry told you this? I can just see it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I take a few steps and I go, oh no. And you do you deliberately trip over the blackberry yeah. vine? Oh no, I have fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> and a bunch of blackberry vines like wrap around your legs and body. Uh-huh. And oh a, shit. And a big group of little blackberry fairies run out of the woods and they go, <laughs> we got you, we got you. Tuck just slices through the vines with his axe. <laughs> they go, ah. ah. Ving forages the berries. He thinks they're just berries rolling into the path. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't want to eat those ones. I won't eat them. I was going to put them in a jar. Oh, they won't like that. Are these fairies? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> monsters. <laughs> and Billy, you see them with their little blackberry hands. They go like, ah! And they're doing like little claw hands and like growling at Ving. We should probably run away from these big, scary monsters. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. And you guys start running uh, through the trail like, oh, no, blackberries. And uh, you feel Barry like chortling with laughter in, yeah. your, in your fanny pack. You should have seen your face. <laughs> you guys are so scared. <laughs> but you realize as you're like running through the forest, like, oh no, to really sell it, you're like zigging and zagging. Yeah. And then, uh, whoops, you're lost. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, Fuck. Yeah. What? Where, where are we? Well, we're lost because you wanted to play a stupid prank on I, us. I, I, a, a prank. Look, we all love pranks, Barry. Okay. It was pretty f- good was, though, right? It was pretty cute. You get see it's cute. No, sorry, I meant it's. It was really overwhelming and shocking. There we go. Yeah, nice. I look at Tuck like, oh my god. And then Tuck goes, yeah, totally. And he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking to. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, totally. It's overwhelming and shocking. I'm so scared of those blackberries. And uh, Barry goes like, yeah, like he pumps his fist. We did it. But. We are lost for real, so... Yeah. Whoopsies. Can I discern realities to try and find a way to get back to the path? Yeah, totally. 2d6 plus wisdom. Here we go. Let's look around. 10. Okay. Three questions off the discern realities list. Uh, What here is useful or valuable to me? Um, You are like kicking around at the ground like where the fuck are we and you find fairly quickly a pile of like sliced blackberry vines. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. Like, oh, we just went fully in a circle. <laughs> yep. And here we are. <laughs> oh. And there's a pile of blackberries near the base of a tree that Billy can hear laughing uproariously. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> berries are real cut-ups, huh? It's, it's been a long time since I've been here, and I forgot how many games they like to play. <laughs> you know how annoying all the things are. Are these yeah. all summer fairies? These are spring fairies. These are spring fairies. Yeah, the mischievous oh. trickster ones. Oh, Those right. two are summer fairies, and these two berries just bumping up and rolling around. <laughs> there's, two, there's two kiwis just <laughs> smashing. Yeah, and then it goes to like, do-do-do-do-do, like slow motion, them rolling together. Down yeah. a hill. <laughs> Man, Billy, I I thought you were like kind of like immature sometimes, but seeing you next to these guys, like holy shit, you're <laughs> you're doing great. You've got your shit together. Thank you. I work really hard to be a grown up. <laughs> That's kind of sad because you shouldn't have to be a grown up. Well, what do you want? <laughs> oh God. And his shit is not together. <laughs> Barry is hanging out of the fanny pack. He's like, it's hey, it's okay, Billy. No, I just. I'm trying to help my friends, and, and I have to get you a flower before midnight. I, look, I don't make the rules. I know. Wait, what? Yes, you did. Well, no. It's the, it's the law. This is the law when of the it, land? Do these guys know anything about fairies? You know when I make a pinky promise? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the same thing. Wait, what? <laughs> like when I ask- Can you tell us what's happening? Oh, sorry. Billy, did you make a promise like you made Irk promise you? Yeah. Are you going to die if we don't get you this orchid? Yeah. Oh, oh my. Okay. Before Holy what time is whoa, 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 oh my whoa, god. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Tuck starts freaking no, out. Hold now. on, hold on. Billy, you cannot make those haphazardly. <laughs> Barry's waving his little strawberry arms. No, 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 no. And Tuck uh, Tuck can't see Barry, but he leans into the the <laughs> strawberry and he goes, "If my kid fucking dies because of this flower thing, I am going to put you up my butt, dude. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not going to die if you break the promise. You're just going to have to serve as my valet for 2,000 years. I will die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you can come with me or not. We're going. Okay. We Let's have to go. find this fucking flower. Like, Tuck is sweating now. No, no, no. It's not that big a deal. I'll find it. I, I want to use spirit tongue to talk to uh, creatures, uh, animals of the night, oh. and see if they can uh, know where this cave are. We've still got two more questions oh, on great. that. Yeah. Use them. Use, do that first, and then I'll ask I'm my gonna two I'm going to go questions. talk to these uh, um, um, moths over here. <laughs> That, that was, was so loud. So loud. That was like a goofy, like Looney Tunes style swallow. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So you walk up to this moth who's like chilling on the side of a tree. Its wings open and it looks like two like bright blue eyes. Oh, they're called um, mimic moths and they, they mimic your face. Oh, yeah. So it kind of has like a weird moth pattern version of my goofy yeah, face. It, it, like when it's closed, when its wings are open initially, it looks like the tree bark and then it closes and opens and it looks like your face. You're like, ugh. Yeah. Cool. I've heard of these. Hi. Hi. Oh. Uh, what? Do you know of a cave around here? Oh, sure. Lots of caves. What's the coldest updraft you felt on the other side of the woods by the ocean? Oh, well, you're going to have to roll for that one, sailor. Rolling. What are you, what are you just asking or are you offering me something? I'll give you this chunk of gold. What? <laughs> What is it? I'll give you this sea of graves jar. <laughs> it closes 
uh, its wings close and open and then it looks like raucous waves mm. cool not interested um what about this earring i have it closes and opens and looks like a, a man being eaten by a golden crocodile oh my god not interested you have endless knowledge of the things in my backpack <laughs> can it like connect to like the spiritual essence of these objects and see its history i don't know okay never really thought about it <laughs> okay uh 2d6 plus intelligence to spout lore about mimic moths okay dear lord of flame please help me as i try to spout lore with intelligence <laughs> Eight. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. interesting, but not useful. You have heard stories of these moths. People used to uh, come to them for glimpses of their future. Whoa. Um, Whoa. But they don't appear to be like from what you could, from what the stories tell, they're not like intelligent or magical. Well, I mean, like people consider them kind of magical, but they're sort of a mystery oh. in terms of what they do. Cool. Yeah. And then Tuck takes out the puzzle box that he's been carrying around for five seasons. <laughs> And he like holds it up. It's like, how do I do this? <laughs> it closes and opens and looks exactly like the puzzle box you're holding. And the Tuck's like, fuck! And he <laughs> throws it in his backpack. <laughs> They'll never figure this thing out. What's his problem? Uh, he wants to figure a thing out. Oh, yeah? What do you desire? I don't know what you got. Like something sticky. Do you like honey? What? Yeah? <laughs> oh. You got honey? <laughs> this whole time you've had honey? Yeah, I've got some in my poultice kit. I use it as a salve. 2d6 plus... Uh, parlay? Par Charisma to parlay. Okay. Four. Give me all the honey you have, <laughs> and I will tell you of this cave. Oh, what? Three poultices? Yeah, let, just hand it over, bro. Give me that sweet, sticky honey. Okay. Here you are, great creature of the night. It extends its little moth proboscis delicious <laughs> all right so the moth closes its wings and opens and shows you like a cliffside with like a sea spray crashing up the rocks and then uh closes and opens again and like pulls back and it starts to show you like a path through the forest basically with this like open and close kind of flip book style of travel cool if you go that way to the cave you shall be led to the cave <laughs> this guy's getting drunk off this honey for this sure shit is so good <laughs> you brought me the oh best oh my god i gave him milk of the poppy instead <laughs> <laughs> man you got any more of that it's like pop poppy honey <laughs> yeah so yeah that's what i'm gonna and then it closes and opens again and it looks like two closed eyes <laughs> and then it closes and, and it, there looks like a there's a snot bubble coming out of the nose and it starts to just and then he closes and he opens up and it's a blinking 12 <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah let's go i think i got it yeah you kind of got like an idea of the path you're supposed to take okay so as we're following this path i'm going to ask my last two distant realities questions mm -hmm. uh what should I be on the lookout for? Uh, you are walking and keeping an eye on the path, trying to make sure you don't get lost again mm -hmm. or that any other uh, fruit doesn't try and stray you from the path. Yeah. And you see in the mud what looks like half a track of some kind. And Tuck goes, shh, stop. What? Abdul is uh, holding up his fist and his arm at a right angle. I skid in the mud and fall on my back. <laughs> I walk into his fist. <laughs> Breaking your All own right, nose. Let's just roll to damage. 
You take seven damage. <laughs> okay, two, <laughs> two armor, so I took five. You're, you're willingly taking oh five damage God. for a bit. Well, I mean, I walked into his fist. Tuck, I was, Tuck breaks your nose. <laughs> no, that's my fault. I should have been looking out. <laughs> Blood pouring down your face. Tuck drops down to one leg, and he looks. He's like, there's a track here. It's half a track. Yeah. And then he puts two fingers in, and he tastes it. <laughs> it's wide and deep. A giant padded foot of some kind. <gasps> Let me look. <gasps> Is it a cougar? It tastes like a cougar. It's bigger than a cougar. Can I discern the realities? No labber. Uh, well, we're still we're still doing discern realities. We got one more question. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. We're in the middle of it. So that was what should I be on the lookout for? So this is like some kind of big cat. It's what's well, it's wide, 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 and like deep claw marks. It's like a bear. A bear sounds like a wide claw mark. Oh. One mm. deep claw marks. Cougars don't. Cats don't walk with their claws out. Mm-mm. What is about to happen? So, Ving, you look closer, knowing more about the natural world. And you're like, yeah, that looks like a big fat paw. Um, the claws, something's off about the claws, though. And you realize they don't look like claws. They look like talons. Oh. And in the trees, you hear. What is there's something moving through the trees. Uh, uh, we should get off this path. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a big owl. Is it a griffin? Owl griffin. Owl griffin. Whoa, maybe it's some kind of like dinosaur of some kind. <laughs> what is oh that? Oh my god, it could be part stegosaurus and part pterodactyl. Maybe it's like like a big woolly mammoth. No, they don't have talents. <laughs> it's making so many wild <laughs> leaps of logic. While they do that, can I um can I see what it is? Yeah, somebody. Yeah, you can spout lore. Yeah, I'll spout lore. Two d six plus intelligence. Seven. Seven. So, uh, Billy, you've heard stories uh-huh. on the island when you were much, much younger and also much, much older mm-hmm. of the varying beasts that exist in places like this with wild connections to the natural world and the fairy and the spirit realm. There's only one animal that this could be the fearsome owl bear. Oh, no. Crash, crash, crash. And then right behind you, like out of the trees, this huge bear-like body plumed in like dark brown feathers with the head of a screech owl, a huge sharp beak and massive claws. Is it on all fours or up on its hind legs? It's up on its hind legs right now. And it makes a crazy like screeching, growling roar. Shit. And my hair is blown back (laughs) by the sound. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how to make the noise besides like... <laughs> um, and it's 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 getting ready to attack. What do you do? Well, now I will not be surprised. Oh yeah, yeah. I will shoot first. I always forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> so what does Billy do? I will roll fairy dust. Two d six plus charisma. Ten. Fuck. Holy shit! Yeah. So you choose two. Uh, it affects a group of people. They stay asleep for a good amount of time, and you can do it from a distance. Uh, they stay asleep for a good amount of time. Yeah. And I. Like I scream uh-huh. and it kind of explodes out of me. Whoa. Like a wow. big puff, like, like I'm a, a mushroom. Yeah, like, like mushroom spores. It's like a shockwave. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So the owl bear is up on its hind legs and goes like, and then the dust hits it and it goes, you know, wobbles yeah. back and forth and then goes down on all fours and starts to snore. Huh. Well. Good work, oh, Billy. Thanks. I did 
pee myself. <laughs> yeah, Tuck's like, yeah, that must be embarrassing for you that you did that. <laughs> Why would you say that to me? <laughs> you know how sensitive I am, Bo. When I have pee-pee pants. And then Tuck's like, I pissed myself too, Billy. Well, you should have told me that first. <laughs> I said, I, t- I pissed myself too, but I'm wearing a kimono and a loincloth underneath, so it just went straight down. Okay. You're wearing a kimono underneath your loincloth? Yeah. No, I'm wearing... Oh, the kimono over. Over the loincloth. You're still cloth. wearing the kimono. Yeah, I it see. looks good. Yeah, yeah, it does. Silky? Excellent. Yeah. Um, Barry, as you're walking away now that you've put this massive owlbear to sleep, goes, what'd you do? I don't know. I just made it go sleep because I got scared. That's... Is is that something that you do normally? Who do you normally do that to? Like anyone who's threatening. Like people? Yeah. That might lo- not last very long on this thing. I know. That's why we have to go. Yeah, no, I'm just, I just wanted to make sure that that was on the table. It's sort of like a Chekhov's gun kind of thing. Let's go. <laughs> you guys head off into the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Tuck picks up Billy and Ving, I guess, and starts running because yeah. he's getting stressed that his kid is going <laughs> to yeah. fucking die. Uh-huh. I'm running in the air. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, you don't have to roll navigate, but we're in kind of the last, like another leg before you get to the the cliff side. So we're going to at least need to roll a scout ahead. Tuck's going to scout ahead because he's the one that's carrying everyone and running. Perfect. Okay. And he's trying, he's open his eyes so wide and his nose <laughs> To try and smell and see all of the things. He's opened his mouth really wide, And he wide opens too. his ears really wide. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel them open. All your senses are on a high alert. Yeah, <laughs> all your orifices gaped. <laughs> Gaping. <laughs> my, <laughs> your dick hole. My dick huge. hole is huge. My butthole is huge. gulping air. <laughs> <laughs> your no. pores are wide. <laughs> like a bottle. So yeah. <laughs> all right. Roll 2D6 plus. 2D6 plus wisdom for scout ahead. 10. So, oh, wow. wow. So you get two from this list. I want to get a shortcut and I want to get the drop on whatever the fuck's coming up. Okay. Cool. And Tuck's pounding through the woods right <laughs> yeah. now, like running so fast and hard. Yeah, totally. You are running so fast and so hard that it's so fast and hard. <laughs> uh, but Tuck, as you sprint through the woods, you see in the path, directly in the path, a bush. And Billy, you hear from the bush raucous laughter. Is it the blackberries again? No. <laughs> Tuck, there's a bush in front of you. I jump it. <laughs> okay. Do I have to stop, Billy? No, you can just keep going. Yeah, I'm going to jump just it. Just the blackberries. 2d6 plus strength. 12. Okay. Yeah, just amazing hurdle. Yeah. Tuck is running, thumping through the woods, jumps over this bush like a hurdle. And you hear the laughter as he's running up. And then as you jump over, you see a bunch of raspberries in the bush. And they go, oh, man. (laughs) Try harder next time. (laughs) (laughs) You hit the dirt and keep running. And, uh, you know, 30 seconds later, you come out onto the cliffside. Ah, this is the spot. And here's the shortcut. Tuck jumps. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Okay. That's great. Uh, Just roll me a flat 2d6. He jumps and then buries his axe into the side of the cliff and then starts like slicing a long cut down the side (laughs) of it. Nice. He's like adding an exclamation point on a rune sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Cutting through an old rune. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Billy's just like, "Mm, why would you do that? (laughs) Somebody's going to have to pay for that. Uh, okay, roll me, then instead of a flat, roll me a 2d6 plus strength. Okay. Well, that's good that it was plus strength, because oh. this is four, so I got seven. <laughs> nice. Wow. Nice. Okay. Nice. Lucky, lucky. Wow. If you hadn't said the axe thing, 
That would have been fucked. Well, that would have been just me jumping off a cliff with my <laughs> two best friends. That would have been all of us, all your friends jumping off the bridge. And that would have been the last episode. Uh, okay, so clue me into the logistics of this. So Ving is on my shoulder, uh-huh. like chicken fight style. He's like clambered up. <laughs> okay. And yeah. he's like, his legs are like dangling down next to me. And I put Billy in my beard. So okay. I have both hands free. Great. Uh, and then it's like... I swan dive out over the edge, and as like I just clear the edge, I grab the axe, chop backwards, and cut into like the edge of the top of the cliff. Yeah, and then that flips me down, and cool. I hit with my feet on the side of the wall, and then just start like walk repelling down. Cut, not even just like <laughs> skidding, like like I'm going down the side of a like a, a railing yeah. with my feet. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's yeah. sliding. Grind. It's like an anime slide. That it's a real sick. anime move. <laughs> That's so cool. And you're sliding so cool. Uh the only problem is that uh it's not a flat cliffside. It's like a tumble of rocks so every once in a while you go and you you go like seven extra feet so fast okay but uh no you're fine oh wait no you got a seven to nine yeah should i roll for damage yeah go ahead and roll a d6 four okay yeah so you land on your knees and they hurt really bad (laughs) oh (laughs) did you land on your knees don't say anything Oh, not his <laughs> knees. It's the kind of pain that, like, Tuck just, like, gets really quiet and <laughs> presses yeah. his face into the ground like this. <laughs> like an ostrich hiding <laughs> from the pain. Face first into the ground. The kind of pain where if anybody says a word to you, you're going to lose it. Oh, things like, oh, man, those uh, honey A535s would have really come in handy <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah, and you feel uh, cold cave air wafting up from this yawning portal in front of you <sighs> i can smell the sap in the orchids yeah we're so close and barry's like mm, i can already taste it why do you make such gross sounds about this flower because it's gonna be delicious oh i thought you just like wanted it to bring home oh no i'm gonna eat it okay well <laughs> i'm going to light a little willow the wisp sweet is it, is it the wicker cat? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to roll, remember, for Bill of the Wisp. Oh, right. So, uh, meow. Little light cat. Jingle, jingle. <laughs> fades into view. All right. Thing um, has a silver gauntlet ooh. that I took from Lillian's tomb. Yeah. And uh, it glows. Like oh, the knife. Now, and now, now that he's like the... the moon the moon thing. So, cool. Guys, check this out. I found out that my uh, old gauntlet glows now. So oh, cool. Bright. Look at this. Woo. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh yeah, and there it's a a cave goes down pretty sharply. Um Yeah, I skid a lot. It's kinda icy down here. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. I mean it's cold, it makes sense, I guess. Ooh. Hopefully there's no cave bears, guys. I would like to roll uh <laughs> trap expert. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, just a case. Yeah. Well seven. Seven. So you get one question. Okay. Um, is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? Yes, and entering the cave. What? No. Sorry. Yeah, we're in it. Well, basically, the trap is not a trap trap. Mm-hmm. Um, it is that something definitely lives here. Ving, like, smelling the air. You can smell over the, like, cold salt sea air that, yeah, there's definitely, like, animal smells in this cave. Yeah, it smells like a Panusian's been living in here for a long time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that sort of smell. Oh, my God. Uh, so yeah, you you know that there's something alive in this cave. And Billy thinks it's the Panusian for sure. 
can we maybe like trick it into coming out? Yeah. Bait it out? Mm-hmm. I bait it out. What do we have? Spirit tongue. Oh, yeah. Um, for, th- d- for the purposes of spirit tongue, it might be kind of broad. Yeah. Because I think for Ving to talk to something like that, he has to know what he's talking to. Can he do a discern realities to figure yeah, out? What- absolutely. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Okay. D- 2D6 yeah. plus wisdom. Nice. I got eight. All right. One question. Who's really in control here? So you uh, walk down the cave mouth a little bit more and uh, you see ahead of you like light. And as you get closer in, you realize that uh, whatever light is outside combined with the light that is on you guys is like illuminating ice that's in the walls that is carrying the light further into the cave and is kind of creating this like strip lighting. Oh, cool. So it's a lot brighter in here than you would have expected. Wow. So pretty. Uh, Yeah. It's very, it's a beautiful like ice cave, which is when you see leavings of the beast that lives in here. Poop. Yeah. Or like, you know, bones or whatever kind of detritus. Mm. What animal is it? Hmm. Like a, what animal is the bone? The bones? No. <laughs> the bjorns? Yeah, bjorns. What kind of bjorn animal is here? <laughs> uh, you guys tell me. <laughs> you guys tell me. Actually, that I'm asking, yeah, Ving, like based on what you find, what animal lives in this cave? Mm. Maybe it's a lunar bear. Oh, lunar mm. bear. That makes sense. It would be mm-hmm. they guard, they find the caves. That oh, makes so much sense. Because it's a moonflower, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They grow out of their dung. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. Okay. So, yeah, this is definitely a lunar bear cave haunt of some kind. And what is a lunar bear again? It is a large, I was going to say it's like like a sun bear who has like the orange triangle. I was going to say it's a white triangle, but I think it's a white bear with a black triangle. It's like a crescent maybe on his chest. Yeah, Yeah. I thought a crescent. Crescent's cool. Either like a black bear with a white crescent or something. Yeah, there's like a, a new moon bear mm-hmm. yeah cool yeah oh they they can come in like There's different white phases of the yeah. moon yeah maybe depending on the season their fur changes yeah the sheds like that. or something and they mean different things when you see them mm-hmm. according to the elianas mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and down here they're all synced up yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck man <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah you know that um especially on the new moon which is tonight um moon bears are particularly uh territorial hmm. so whatever is in here might be dangerous yeah Unless I can trick them. Yep. Because I have the light of the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can bring oh. the light of the moon and, and keep them calm. Because on the full moon nights, lunar bears are docile. Yeah. Like, that makes sleeping. sense. They soak it up. It's like a lizard on a hot rock. That's, that's sick. Yeah, really that's great. Cool. So I'm going to uh, roll 2d6 plus wisdom for full moon powers. You're making that up. Uh, what is your elementalist move? Oh yeah, elemental mastery, elemental form, right? Oh yeah, elemental transform my body into a form made from the raw elements. Sweet. The moon. Roll con. Nice eight to hold. And what is your moon form? Um, my moon form is my f- self. It's Ving, but just bathed in moonlight. Yeah, super moony. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. Little craters. Wait. <laughs> Highlighting all of his old acne scars. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um and like it looks like, yeah, he's slightly bigger. He's just like fluffy because it's like blurry <laughs> with moonlight. Yeah. And Billy, you hear sparkling. You hear Barry in your fanny pack go. <gasps> wow. He's a spirit walker. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Stay behind me. Let's go. Yeah. And you carry on down the cave. There's a, a crazy amount of elevation in here. You know, there's like an elevated uh, walkway that like sinks down into like a huge depression and then arcs up and around to a totally different like cave section. Cool. And there's just this brilliant blue ice carrying this light now brighter than ever with the living moon man inside. Oh, oh man. Really cool because, you know, typically if you're hiding from an, a creature, scary animal, you'd want to hide in the dark. But if you're hiding from a lunar bear, you hide in the light. Yeah, yeah. totally. Cool. Oh yeah, and Ving has light sight. So I can, it's like, yeah, oh, he tracks with his light sight. Yeah. That's sweet. That's cool. And also it makes sense that the lunar bear would be down here. Cause then on nights where the full moon is, is happening, he's like getting the full dose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. And you carry on down this cave. Um, it's not terribly perilous. Uh, the steps are pretty easy to navigate, especially since there's more light than you could ever fucking hope for in this cave now. Nice. You've basically figured out the perfect way to uh, complete this part of the journey. Yeah, I'm scouring the ground looking at any poop piles for the for the orchid. And there are a ton. A ton of orchids? A ton of poop piles. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, don't do that, Tuck. Yeah, this is poop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bing already told us. <laughs> what else could it be? <laughs> I said leavings. I didn't know exactly what it meant, but it's for sure shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you are bathing this cave in moonlight, checking these poop aisles as you walk by. Um, and you're noticing they're pretty big. This is a lot of pretty big, sizable poop aisles. And as you get further into the cave, they get bigger. Whoa. Uh-oh. Must be a big bear, and I bigger. guess. How big? Like man size? Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. Sean's putting his arms out. Like a like a Volkswagen Beetle. Is this bear okay? <laughs> There's like a bunch of Burger King wrappers all over the place. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! I think he's got IBS. <laughs> and you, uh, you're 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 getting close to some sort of uh, some sort of opening in the bottom of this deep deep cave. As you go down and down far past the water level, you start to feel air rush past you, and then rush back into the cave, and then rush past you. Oh, oh wait! And then rush back into the he's cave. He's in there. They're breathing. Oh no! That's the breath of the bear. That's incredible you walk through into this massive cave like a hundred foot high ceiling this huge dome and an absolutely colossal bear like i know that i'm an animal but big guy but this bear's fucking huge like a hundred feet tall kind of thing yeah like a like a kaiju bear what and it's all curled up and it's snoring away uh, you see the crescent moon on its back. Um, it's like brilliant white fur with this like midnight black crescent moon on its back. And it seems to be dead asleep. And far on the other side of the cave, on a huge pile of shit, <laughs> you see a single bright white orchid. Wow. Okay. How big is the orchid? The orchid's fairly small. Yeah, orchid sized um, for sure. It. It grows in like a spiral of circles that are slightly translucent. Whoa. The pet- like the petals are slightly translucent, but they do glow bright. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you can see it. It's like kind of like bing, bing. Like it's yeah. a little light bulb on the other end of the cave. Okay, we just got to get around this giant bear, I guess. And your hair's like ruffling in the wind as it breathes in and out. Yeah, I'm just going to hold my breath and like keep keep my will-o'-the-wisp really close to mm-hmm. me. So roll defy danger dexterity. 
Everybody? Okay. All of us. I, anybody that's trying to get to the other side of the cave. Okay. And we're all going together. <laughs> <laughs> Ten. Ten. Eight. Okay. You're walking along the edge of this cave over the bear, who's still quite close to you in this deep, deep cave. And uh, you're walking along. Breath. <sighs> Billy and Tuck having a grand old time somehow. Billy is at in his element. Tuck is uh, pressed as close to the wall as possible, knowing if he gets even a little bit closer to the edge, he's going to fall. Yeah, Tuck has, uh, is facing into the wall, pretending he's the wall. <laughs> and Ving, he remembers that his mom's cloak, she had a cloak of like polar bear, mm-hmm. that there was a, uh, a little crescent moon shape oh. on her sometimes. And you're overcome with that memory of your mother uh, when you step just a little bit too close to the edge. And a rock gives way, and you stumble, and you start to fall over the cliffside. What do you do? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I grab him. Okay, two d six plus dexterity. Uh, six. I aid. Yeah, and yeah, Billy's got shoot first, so he's like not oh, surprised. Yeah. yeah. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, that makes it a seven, which means that um, yeah, you snap your hand out, grab onto Ving. Billy grabs onto <laughs> Ving's shoe. Yeah. <laughs> And you are hanging out over this yawning chasm with this enormous bear underneath. You look back and you see that it's like head is right underneath where you are. It's huge, like, like fortress sized head. And uh, you're looking at your backpack as you see a little vial of uh, healing herbs start to slide out of the pocket. My backpack? Of Ving's po- oh. backpack. You can see it's sliding out of his bag. Actually. I don't have any poultices left. Good point. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. you see, <laughs> that's a great point. Okay, so you're leaning back and you see your your spear starts uh, to slide. Or up. the child's nightmare. Oh, it spills oh, in. It goes see, into the bear's mouth. You see a vial start to slide out of your backpack, and the label makes it reveals itself slowly as it says, "A child's nightmare." <laughs> the doll is pushing it out. <laughs> Oh, like, ah, this is not you cut inside the backpack you guys can't see it but the doll is like hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that's so funny so it's a seven to nine so you can still roll to catch it huh yeah okay yeah. Uh, and then he light as a feather i'm gonna i like it's too late the liquid's dropping i'm gonna uh-huh. use my lila feather to go under and catch the liquid i'll take the nightmare off. okay sounds good uh so i got 10 oh okay so you uh you like swing underneath the nightmare as it's falling being held by your pants and shoes like your toes are gripping onto the cliff above you basically catching the child's nightmare in your mouth just in time and it tastes like a big dog that chased you up the stairs of your house one time yeah he knocked open the door he chased me outside yeah bit me in the butt (laughs) oh my god I i thought i was gonna die until that next door lady picked me up but yeah the nightmare has been averted momentarily as Tuck and B- Billy haul you back up to the cliffside. <sighs> Thanks, guys. Um, I want my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts sucking his thing. <laughs> uh, what is happening to me? Billy uh, pulls the little blue blanket out from under his shirt and offers it to Bing. <laughs> Thank you. You want to cuddle it? Can we please turn the light on? <laughs> There's <laughs> There's so glowing, much blinding. Here, why don't you take Wicker the light? Oh, thank you. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just... Uh, 
Irrationally terrified right now. <laughs> Irrationally terrified. Hundred foot bear. Underneath yeah. You. <laughs> Just this one's from the inside out. I can't rationalize this part. You're being so brave. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I I hurry over to the poo pile. Yeah. And I pick that orchid. Yeah. The thing with moon orchids, moon moon glow orchids, mm-hmm. is um if you want the glow to remain, you have to really dig the roots out. So your hand is going far in this poo. I'm doing this for you, Barry. And I hate I hate it. <laughs> oh man, I can already taste it. You're not gonna get that smell out for a week. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah, you pluck the orchid. And he reaches out his little strawberry hands and he's like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, okay, hold on. Gimme. So I, I, I here you go. And he takes it and he rips the roots off and he throws them and he just <laughs> like we see eats, the strawberry down this flower. Eats it so fast. <sighs> Thanks. You're welcome. Let's go back. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> he's like rubbing his like strawberry gut. Now he's got this like big <laughs> belly. He's got his legs kicked over the side of the fanny pack. Yeah. And he's just like, hmm. Thank you, friends, for risking your life for me. No, no problem, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Billy. Next time, don't make one of these promises that will kill you. Okay. Don't promise... A strawberry that you're you're gonna be a slave for two thousand years or whatever. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Are you sure this curse is gone? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, no, our our deal has been completed, and I want to say, not slave valet. Just getting that out it's there. It's the same thing. Yeah, it was kind of involuntary servitude for sure. <laughs> um, you make it up pretty easily back to the cave, and you're standing at the waterside. Are you just heading back up? Yeah, I don't want to go through the forest, though. I'd rather just walk along the cliffs. Maybe we'll see some runes. Why don't you want to go through the forest? Well, because you put all those traps in there and oh. the owl bears in there. Oh, but you put it to sleep. Uh, I, what I if they're... What if they're... Billy. What? And he kind of gestures you down. Yeah? So you're basically just bending at the waist so you can get closer to the I fanny I can't pack. bend that far. What if there are owl bear eggs in there? In the forest? In the forest. It's I don't, asleep. You could take one. If you keep talking to me about this, I'm going to leave you on the cliff. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I was just trying to just trying to let you know about an opportunity. You do it your way. Actually, you know what? And he uh, gets out of the fanny pack and he walks on his little strawberry legs and he goes, you have completed our bargain. <laughs> He's got his arms up in the do air. Do you really want to stay here? Or are you just going to make your way back on your own? Oh, I'll be fine. And you see a, a strawberry vine like wending its way down mm-hmm. the rock. And he goes, I'm good. And he grabs onto it and he starts getting pulled back up the cliffside. So you could have done this y- yourself the whole time. Oh, yeah. But this way is more fun. <laughs> see you later. And piece of shit. <laughs> Barry the strawberry fairy is gone. I'm going to get him back someday. <laughs> and now you guys are at the waterside. So your plan is to go along the shore instead of back through the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We're going to try and read some of the runes and see what we can glean from the history of this island. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If totally. we can, if we can find a uh, knowledge tree, we can maybe. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Check oh, yeah. out some of the runes. Okay. I think, uh, you know, the coast is a little bit, you, you know, sort of where on the island you are. So you're not going to have to do like a undertake a perilous journey again, especially if you're just looking for one of the trees that are on the forest, but you're going to have to do it to find your wisdom. Okay. Do we all roll? 
Uh, no, it just would be like the the, the person that's leading oh, okay. this hunt, basically. I'll lead the hunt. Cool. 2d6 plus whiz. Okay, I got an eight. All right, partial success. So you're walking along, um, you know, on the breakwater? Yeah. <laughs> when you're walking down on the bricks closest to the sea? Mm-hmm. It's like that. You're like stepping over huge gaps. There's spr- There's water spray. Uh, coming up at you from the cold ocean underneath. Cool. It's not a very comfortable walk. There's nowhere where you can just stride at your comfortable pace. Night weasels like ducking in and oh, out of so rocks. Fucking night weasels, just peeking in and darting. You can hear them chittering away in the in the cliffs. Tuck, you're walking, and uh, you realize that you've been walking for a while. And there's been a. You thought it was Billy, like messing around in your bag. And then you re- you hear Billy uh, shift in your beard and you go, oh, Billy's in my beard. What the fuck's back here? And you turn and there's a night weasel on your backpack. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and it's got something in its little mouth and it starts to dart away. What did it steal from you? Allison's scarf. Oh, it's got oh. Allison's scarf and it's running off into a cliff. What do you do? I chased it. <laughs> okay. Defy danger dexterity. Come back here, you Weasley fuck. Shit. Three. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Plus what? <laughs> Plus zero. Oh my god. <laughs> so it darts off into the into the rocks with Allison's scarf. No. Bring that back. I yell at him and weasel. It says, no. <laughs> and it's gone. It tucks like digging around in the like rocks that it kind of like went into. Yeah. It's uh, it gets like these burrows are a lot deeper than you think. They go into the hillside basically. Fucking son of a bitch. It's gone. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. Maybe we'll find another scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it didn't matter. I mean, she left one. I'm sure there's another one. No, it doesn't matter. I'm I heard sorry. she left scarves everywhere. It doesn't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Somebody's birthday's coming up. <laughs> it's fine. She, I don't care, so I look whatever. At, I look at Bing. He cares a lot. Yeah, he yeah. really liked that scarf. Tuck runs down the beach. <laughs> Arms at the side. Yeah. You did, you did spend like, yeah. you did spend like 250 coins on this scarf, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's why Bing's upset, because it's like a nest egg scarf. Yeah. That was yeah. her retirement oh, fund. Damn it. That was her retirement scarf. Yeah, when Tuck hears Billy say he cares a lot, he's like, no, I don't. And he runs away. <laughs> uh, but about, you know, um, I'd say 45 minutes later, you guys catch up with Tuck. <laughs> he's just running away. He's just moping now next to you. But you find kind of growing on the cliffside, gripping onto the rocks, but towering into the sky, a knowledge tree that looks like um, a Douglas fir or a pine of some kind. Shore pine. Shore pine. Oh, it's hanging. Kind of, is it like? curving off the cliff yeah it's like yeah. curving off and oh. up wind wisped yeah but you see like a language not even carved but like grown into the bark can cool. we read it we can read it yeah this is the kind of thing where with the, like the help of ving and billy uh i'd let you all roll the spell lore if you want yeah cool. fun nice okay. job tuck on finding this tree Tuck is, uh, his face is really puffy for no reason <laughs> for no reason <laughs> and he's just like yeah i totally totally found it and it's great and i'm proud of myself uh let's read it (laughs) you want a second uh so yeah what is something druidic that you are uh looking for so let's start with uh jessica i see her rolling what is something you're trying to learn i guess like specifically i'm looking for the name iliana Mm -hmm. or um Something like that. Totally. Uh, Billy doesn't really know what else to look for. Ugh. 
Four. Four. Okay. <laughs> Marketing experience there, Bibla. Uh, so you're looking for the name Ileana, uh, but you get distracted. Yeah. Because you find the word chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you do find references I, to like a food. Yeah, I find the word bread <laughs> and then the word butter. So I, at first I was going to move on, but then I saw butter. And so I was yeah. like, oh, I have to know what comes next. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will find the stuff about Ileana, but this seems important too. Yeah. So you find references to um, uh, a cooking practice that's also combined with like kind of a folk magic thing called star butter uh-huh uh, and it's the idea of you make butter and then you set it outside on a clear starry night and uh supposedly the pure light of the moon and stars uh purifies the butter and makes it taste even more delicious oh and it's also a way to preserve the butter so it lasts longer mm-hmm. this is fascinating wow and they even give you the recipe for it <laughs> oh and the gosh. recipe for the bread which uh-huh. takes like there's this version that takes a long time to make, so you have to like knead it for a long time mm-hmm. and ferment it. There's a there's also a kind of there's a specific kind of bread they make using starlight butter that's traditionally for a festival held at like the height of winter. Uh, that's called um, turnover because <laughs> it's the turning over of the year. Oh, oh, when the light starts changing. Yeah. And there's so many fillings you can have in the turnover. <laughs> Of an apple turnover. You can make savory turnovers with salmon Ooh. and trout. That's oh, yummy. That actually sounds great. Wow. And this one, you can make a custard turnover. I, I love custard. Now, we're all on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this drink. The gravy. The gra- oh, they, they have a gravy turnover. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here for a bit, you guys. <laughs> I hope we all fail and just find this recipe tree. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you get a point of experience for that, weirdly yeah. enough. Uh, okay, Ving. What's Ving looking for? Uh, he's looking for mentions of the Ranger King. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, plus intelligence. Yeah. I got a six. Okay. Ooh. So I also get an experience. Yeah. So you're looking for the Ranger King, but instead you find information on... Lunar bears. <laughs> Lunar bears. Uh, so, yeah, you find references to Lunar bears, which apparently used to be uh, quite prominent in the world like it was they're not just a hibernia thing but there are stories of the great bear uh somewhere in this island chain that represents kind of a god of the land uh and was like an old like minor deity basically oh cool and it said does it speak of its name the great bear um (laughs) which actually interestingly enough you realize uh phonetically translated from the Druidic language sounds a lot like Ileana. Cool. Um, but you do find that, uh, you know, stories like, oh, one day this bear is going to grow so large that it's going to eat the moon and it's going to replace the moon. Whoa. This bear will be the moon one day. Cool. Huh? Yeah. But I'm the moon right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That bear got so much closer to its goal than it even thought. <laughs> cool. Uh, what else about lunar bears? Got to be something else in there. Ooh, they were hunted pretty extensively. Yeah, because their pelts were thought to have uh magic abilities. Oh yeah. Um, there were people that weren't druids or shapeshifters that sought them because they thought they would help them take the form of the bear and fight with their ferocity. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So they were hunted to near extinction by a group of people called berserkers. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. There's a lot of like a uh, very floral language imbued in the tree decrying the loss of the bear lamenting mm-hmm. 
uh, their absence on the on the planet. It's really really rare to get them to mate in captivity. Yeah, they mostly. It's really hard. You got to like dress like a lunar bear and like slowly introduce them to other lunar bears. You got to show them videos of lunar bears mating. And be mm-hmm. like, look, don't you want to do that? Doesn't this look awesome? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's what you learn about lunar bears. Okay. <laughs> Can't find any references to the Ranger King for Damn some it. reason. Tuck, what's Tuck looking for? Um. He's sort of just actually looking for information about Chimes and Lillian. Oh, interesting. He's, uh, I guess Chimes has been on his mind a lot. Yeah. Since, like, we kind of, like, found that, like, chamber in the mm-hmm. in the fort in the Four Frost Isles, and since we found that beach with, like, maybe he was on with his kid and his wife, and, like, everything about Ving becoming, like, I don't know, Lillian's chosen one, or, like, connecting with, like, her energy somehow. Mm-hmm. He's just, like... Well, I don't know anything about magic, and I don't know anything about rangers, and I don't know anything about Ilyana, but I know Chimes kind of, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in what's going on there. Okay, cool. Uh, then yeah, roll 2d6 plus intelligence. <clears throat> Seven. Okay, nice. Um, oh shit, six. wait but don't i have that thing that if i roll about something that nobody knows about i get a plus one you're literally reading from a repository of stuff that other people know about but the people aren't alive (laughs) come on man only the tree knows about this are you telling me trees a book are you not the worst (laughs) argument i've ever heard are you telling me that if you went to the library and you found a book full of information and you learned something you'd be like i discovered this if you killed everyone in that (laughs) i thought it was like no one here present right now knows it. I mean, I guess if... Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll let you do it if you want to. I just want more info about chimes, so you're, I'll push okay, for this. I'll tell you this. You're not going to find info about chimes on this tree. Like, uh, like references to him will be scant, because he's okay. not somebody that the druids really were concerned with. Oh, right. That makes sense. Um, but you do find references to, like, um, you know, the moon's lover, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, vague references to a relationship that, you know, the man who... The man who married the moon, that kind of shit. Uh-huh. But uh, you do find basically a record of a druid, much like the lunar bear, lamenting the death of the moon. The dru- There is a druid who references an event that is taking place during their lifetime that you realize through the things that you've learned uh, is likely the grieving. Whoa. The druids were not involved. They chose not to be involved. Whoa. It was almost like a Jedi thing where they were like shaken by the amount of destruction and death like that they felt through the earth and through nature as the moon shattered and went mad. Whoa. Um, and truly, truly thought that the end of the world had come, mm-hmm. that this would, this would end everything. But somehow... They protected themselves from the worst of it. Um, It sounds like they were able to make a pact of some kind with a powerful spirit. They use words like veil. Oh, it's the gray. This is what, this is what happened. This is how they did the gray. When the, when the grieving happened, they caused the fog wall to to hide themselves and to shy away from the grief because they thought the world was ending so they hid themselves away in hibernia and pulled the gray over the whole like northern part of the world that makes sense and it keeps people out yeah and they pulled the wool over their own eyes Mm -hmm. yeah there's something 
sad about it too. Yeah. Because they were wrong too. Like the world went on without them. Yeah. They just stayed this like isolated, uh, in some way stunted culture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what you learn. That the gray was formed during the grieving to protect Hibernia from the destruction. Cool. And kind of it's, there is some sadness in the writing too, because they talk about cutting themselves off from the moon. Oh, uh, right. Veiling themselves from night. Like, whoa, they're sad to do it. Yeah. They used to be really into the stars. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. The references to star butter. Yeah. Those are, those probably predate yeah. uh, the grieving. It's something that they can't really make anymore. Sick. Oh, right. Cause like the Druid's first language was written from the stars mm-hmm. and the magic and that's extra sad because so they sad. cut themselves off from like the source of their knowledge which the, was the night sky mm-hmm. their culture yeah and that's probably around the time they became very like we have to protect our practices and wizards are evil and blah 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah they started getting more magi mm-hmm. yeah so that's what you learn uh, and as you're all standing like I think Billy is kind of on <laughs> Tuck's shoulder like helping him read the parts about the, the gray and the veil and uh then you hear footsteps in the trees behind you. Breaking twigs? Yeah, breaking twigs, rustling leaves, but Russell is nowhere to be found. Uh, Russell's on you, pal! <laughs> and almost in response, a black snout emerges from the underbrush, revealing a hulking, nightmarish, black-furred wolf with a dead snow owl clenched in its jaws, rows of iron-gray teeth, black malicious eyes deep as pools of night row after row of arrows puncturing its bloody hide the sound of tuck and billy's laughter fades to silence and you are utterly alone and that's where we're gonna end it whoa fucking what (laughs) what the dude Pretty good. Good, good Pretty stuff. Good. Good. That was scary. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm ready for a horror movie. Uh, yeah. Halloween. <laughs> we're doing it. Can we just wrap it up already? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's where we're going to end it for this week. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Take care. Playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Bye, everyone. Thank you to Aaron Reed for our intro and outro music. Incredible, as always. That You can listen to all of the music played on the show uh at just just google soundcloud and spelt lore that's the easiest way we figured right now uh thank you to our patreon supporters supporting us around the world you can support us at patreon.com slash spelt or speltlore.com slash money please or find us on the internet at spelt most places and thank you finally to you for listening we'll see you next time and so ends the tale of adventures three who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revel